Always two there are, a master. And an apprentice. One to embody power. And one to crave it. I'm Master Dan. And I'm the apprentice, Jake. You did the voice at the beginning. Yeah, I do. I, I noticed. Slid out of it. I noticed. I, I noticed. So this week we're doing another discussion, because the last one went pretty well. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. So uh, we're doing, uh, instead of talking about the sequels, we're talking about the prequels. Cause not the, the equals, huh? Well, no, not the equals. <laughs> yeah. The originals. Yes. No. Um, because the the sequels are really the prequels of today, in terms of the fan reaction. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to say they're controversial. Um, they're generational. They're generational. Yeah. Star Wars is generational. That's true. But, That's uh... True. Yeah, no, I mean, for the longest time, it was like the prequels ruined Star Wars, and people were like, George Lucas raped my childhood, which is <laughs> the stupidest thing anybody's yeah. ever said, because it's like, yeah, he gave you Jar Jar, and he gave you, you know, some goofy stuff, but, uh, I mean, you still have the originals. He didn't go like, hey, these don't exist. Yeah, he didn't uncanonize them or anything. I always, I always like to kind of argue with some people who are still, like, hardcore prequel haters, because they'll be like, fucking Jar Jar, and I'll be like, oh, man, fucking Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, they're not very. Uh, it's like, don't get me wrong, I love the Ewoks, but they don't, they don't do much, and they're a little, they're very silly. That's my, that's my dad's least favorite Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, because of the Ewoks. I he love Return of the Jedi. It's my. Favorite. I know, me too. But he just hates the Ewoks. He hates the Ewoks. Yeah, and I'm like, really? That's the gripe you have about the movie? Well, the original plan was Wookies, but they were like, which would have been. I don't know why they didn't do it. I think. For some reason, they didn't do it. Maybe it's cheaper to do Ewoks? Maybe it was because of what happened with the holiday special. They're like, fucking no, we can't go back to Wookiees. <laughs> no Wookiees here. Um, but yeah, no, so basically we'll, we'll kind of do what we did with the uh, sequels and kind of take it film by film. Uh, the question being, what's the legacy of the prequels now that, that we've put them, that we've so far away from them now? Yeah. Because we're like, the newest prequel is 16 years ago at this point. God. Uh, so we've got some time behind them. The people that grew up with these films have grown up, and we know that because we grew up with these films. Yeah. Oh, good. 16 years. So That's... episode one comes out in May of, uh, 1999. That's when, uh, the first prequel comes out. I was, uh, about six months old. I was about three months from being born. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. The world was freaking out about this, too, because they were like, we're getting more Star Wars. Yeah. Because at that point, everyone was like, oh, Luke Skywalker saved the day, you know. Yeah. It's, it's over. Yay. So they didn't think there was even going to be more movies. No. Huh. I mean, I think George Lucas always planned to make it, but he never made that public knowledge gotcha. that he planned to make them. And it was in the age of the internet where everything was yeah, leaked, yeah. you know. And so he comes out, and I think it was probably 96-ish that he publicly announced it. Wow. And people were freaking out. They're like, we're going to get more Star Wars. In movies, because they've gotten, like, books and comics and stuff and yeah. video games. But they're like, we're going to get, like, more movies and we're going to explore the time period that they've talked about in the originals. Mm -hmm. And uh, the whole point is going back off what Obi-Wan says in the first movie about the Clone Wars and yeah. about his relationship with Anakin. So we're going to see how that starts and where that goes. And, uh, yeah, so it comes out in 99 and people freak out. Uh, there's, there's people lined around the blocks to see this movie. It's the biggest film release of 1999, oh, uh, easily. easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people were just freaking out. And then a lot of people didn't know how to feel after they saw the movie. I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, man, I really liked it. And so I went back and watched it a second time, and I liked it. And I went back and saw it a third time, and I, it was all right. And <laughs> It's kind of like me with the... Hmm. 
okay. the, the sequels. I mean, they, like oh, okay. the the first one was good because it was exactly like A New Hope. Yeah. But the you know we know my opinions on Last yeah. Jedi. So. Well, I know a lot of people would say, like, I just have my Star Wars blinders on, and just having seen Star Wars made me feel happy again. Yeah. And uh, so they, you know, now we're, we're getting into a more positive place, but for the longest time, The Phantom Menace was, like, hated. It was a menace. So horribly. <laughs> they were like, this is this is the beginning of the end of Star Wars. This is what killed Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Just to be fair, <laughs> not a great movie. <laughs> uh... I'll argue that. I'll argue that. Uh, you'll argue against me on that. Yeah, I would. I would. Now this is pod racing, dude. <laughs> but, uh, no, the consensus for a long time was that this was the worst Star Wars movie. Um, and people hate And the biggest complaint coming out of The Phantom Menace is obviously Jar Jar. Um, yeah. Uh, which. This... Yes. I can't sit here and say that I love Jar Jar. I can't. No. But. As, as a kid, I thought he was funny. But that yeah, was a kid. He was a kid's character. Right. He was made for what the kids. That's what he was made for. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hard to it's hard to really talk about because I don't... You don't want to bash it. I don't want to bash it because I know the actor who played Jar Jar went through a lot of abuse over that. Yeah. Which is... It's not cool. No, it's... I mean... He's, he's playing... He, he did his job. He showed up and he played uh, the character he was meant to play. He's just going off a script, you know? And uh, listen, Jar Jar has his place in the universe. I mean... He makes a lot of big decisions. Yeah, um, and and good on George Lucas for pivoting after the fan reaction, being like, okay, they didn't like Jar Jar. Let's make him be the one that fucks the universe. Yeah, instead of being potentially his original plan. I don't think Jar Jar was ever his. Although, if you go back and watch the making of the Phantom Menace documentary, yeah. there is a moment where they're going over the storyboards, and George Lucas goes, "Jar Jar is the is the key to all of this." <laughs> God. And George or... George George. George or or Martin. <laughs> George has gone on record and said that Jar Jar is his favorite character. That being said, I don't know if he's saying that honestly or he just wants to piss people off. I mean, I, Either way, I, I would think piss it's funny. people off by saying that, yeah. Either way, I think it's funny. Um, so, But there's a lot of good in The Phantom Menace. Oh, there uh, is. Um, you know, Qui-Gon is, one of the, I think, one of the most interesting oh, characters in God. all of Star Wars. Yes. I think he is the most pure Jedi we've seen in all of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the best one. And his, he doesn't let his hubris blind him. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the most important thing about it is that, you know, the whole ending of the movie, the Duel of the Fates fight, the Duel of the Fates is, even though he's not in the scene, it's about Anakin. It's about this fight determines Anakin's fate, who's going to train him. Yeah. Because you know? if Qui-Gon doesn't die, Qui-Gon trains Anakin. Anakin doesn't fall, I don't think, if Qui-Gon trains him. No, no, easily not. I think if, if Obi-Wan died there and... Qui-Gon took over, I, I think the Emperor would have been crushed before. Because yeah. he still would have tried to persuade Anakin and everything. Oh, yeah. But he would have just told Qui-Gon. Yeah. He would have just, I mean, easily. Like that. Qui-Gon was uh, what the Jedi were supposed to be, which was peacekeepers. Which mm. was, they, they let the Force guide them. They didn't use the Force uh, for power or yeah. anything like that. And there's other Jedis who follow that, that code. Yeah, we've seen some others, yeah. but... I, I would mean, say Yoda does, but he's Yoda more, does to an extent. He's a teacher. At I this mean, point, he's been there 900 years. He's kind of slacking off, you know? Right. When you get 40 years into a job, you're just like, uh... Yeah. So at this point, he doesn't care anymore. No, he's kind of... He doesn't care until the gall goes away. And yeah. Like, ah, fuck. Um, but certainly the council, you know, they're kind of corrupt. If, uh... I mean, they're not... They're, they're I don't want to say corrupt, because it makes it seem though. like they're evil. They're not evil, 
but they're using their positions for political gain as opposed to just being peacekeepers. Right. right. Um, they, they would rather be in control of the galaxy. Yeah, they're trying to govern the galaxy. Yeah. Along with the, uh, the Republic and everything. Yeah. Versus where they're supposed to be, like, the police officers. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, and that's the problem with Qui-Gon, you know. He, he isn't on the council because he doesn't believe in all the rules yeah. that the Jedi have made. Obi-Wan even says this pretty early on in the first movie. He's mm-hmm. like, you'd be on the council if you just, like, didn't do this shit. Right, in, in uh, Anakin is so much like Qui-Gon in, in some of his ways, as yeah. far as, like, wanting to be on the council. Yeah. But he doesn't he doesn't align with their, those views, and I feel like if he was trained by Qui-Gon and able to see that there is a level of the dark side that you can't harness, well, it would have well, been fine. That's the whole thing, is Anakin is constantly questioning the Jedi Code, and he's like, well, yeah. why can't we love? Why can't we do this? And, and Qui-Gon would straight up tell him, I mean, you're. I would. I think we should. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And that would really. I think that would have stopped Anakin from turning. Anakin wouldn't have had to hide his relationship with Padme from Qui Gon. Right. He wouldn't have had to hide um, all the stuff he's done, the Tusken Raider incident, and all that stuff. He would yeah. have come. To, he wouldn't say that to Obi Wan. But see, I don't think. Yeah, he wouldn't have hid it, hid it from uh, Qui Gon. But maybe the Tusken Raider incident wouldn't have. Happened. It maybe probably wouldn't have even happened. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know. It's it's uh, the the whole Qui Gon is for me the best part easily of Phantom Menace. Yes, Darth um, Maul's cool. Darth Maul's cool. He's a great villain. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have a lot to do in this movie. Right. Um, he just looks cool and fights cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he comes has, like he has like two lines. Yeah, he comes back later, which is really cool. He's but... he's Clone Wars has fleshed him out as a character. Yes. But before it was just like devil looking guy with double sided lightsaber, which was enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know they gave us Jar Jar, but they gave us Darth Maul. Yeah. Like. They, they, they gave us two things. Now, I, I have... The only issue I really have with the movie is that I don't really, really hate Jar Jar. I just think he's part of the movie at this point. Yeah. But it's just there's not... Not a lot happens. There's a lot of walking and talking. Yeah. And Which is an exposition politics. movie. This is why I hate, you know, the first, like, third of a book. Yeah. There's a lot of things. You gotta set up. Right. There's a lot of setup, and this is the first third of the trilogy, and yeah. not a lot's going to happen. And to be fair, George Lucas did take a big risk by delving farther into the politics, because right. this Which, is predominantly a kid's A lot of those things I thing. did like. And, I enjoyed. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. I'm like, they're doing what? Why are these? Okay. Mm-hmm. As an adult, I kind of understand it now, but I mean... It's, you know, it's a weird thing to put in the Star Wars that... It is. It, it, the politics existed in the original trilogy, but they weren't as heavily mm. part of the plot. Um, so I kind of understand him wanting to get smarter with Star Wars. Um, right, something that, like, he had a Jar Jar for the kids, but he wanted something a little more for the adults yeah. who wanted to watch it. Learn more about the universe yeah. in a whole. And I actually, I love, now that I'm older, I love the politics of Star Wars. Yeah. It fascinates me, the way that their Senate is structured and... Uh, all the different things that they do. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Newt Gunray and the Nemoidians, the, the Trade Federation villains, because uh, they they come off as kind of racist to me. Well, like, they probably are. Uh, they kind of they kind of look like they're mocking uh, Asian kind of uh, ethnicity. I see what so, you're saying. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but uh, I don't think that's intentional. Yeah, I, think, I don't think George Lucas was like, let's let's offend a whole, yeah, you know, a whole race. He just made them, and, and it's not like they have their accent or anything. No. They're not like, you know, being overly racist, pretending to be an Asian or anything. So, yeah. but I see what you mean. Uh, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, this movie is kind of interesting because I don't know 
If you look at all, every single movie, there's a main character. And sure, I think sure. this movie, you could argue there's three different main characters. Because... Okay. For me, I think, if you watch it, I think Qui-Gon's the main character. Okay, but this is supposed that. to be kind of Anakin's trilogy, but I don't see him as the main character in this trilogy. Yeah. Or not in this movie. Definitely in the next two movies, but... Normally, with a main character, usually they start in the movie. Yeah. Like, you at least see a glimpse of them at the very beginning, so you know who you're talking about. And you're right, Qui-Gon... It's a good while in before we get to meet yeah. Anakin. Yeah. It's like 30, 40 minutes in. Which... He's a kid. It wouldn't be very interesting to watch him anyways. Yeah. Unless he had a really good actor. But I can see what you're saying. Like uh, Obi-Wan is also kind of a main character, but he's kind of like the best yeah. friend character in this. But Qui-Gon would be a main character. Anakin definitely, once we get to him, is yeah. a center, is a focus character. But who would you think? You know, if I if I had to choose a one main character, I'd say Qui-Gon's the Qui -Gon? main character okay. of Phantom Menace. Um but it's just a weird way that this movie structured it as compared to all the other Star Wars movies because there's a pretty identifiable main character. Yeah. Um, and they even even the prequels, just like the sequels in the original trilogy, has their big three. The big three of the originals was Han, Luke, Leia. The sequels is Rafin and Poe. And the prequels is it's Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. But, the, but I they're mean, not tropes of the originals, yeah. so it was easier to... But at this point, I don't think they are a big three yet. Because we're still establishing a connection to those three. Right. Obi-Wan doesn't even like the kid. No, not doesn't, really. Yeah. Not He's, really. And Padme is... She does have a lot of focus in this movie. Yeah. Because uh, she's the queen at this point. But she doesn't feel like she's the main focus, you know. Or one of the main focuses. Right. And Anakin, you know, we're, I mean, he doesn't have too much to do outside of the pod race. Yeah. Um, and the ending. Yeah, but well, even the ending, it's just like I, I feel it feels kind of thrown in a little bit to me. Just like we need Anakin to do something big in the climax. That's fair. Um, yeah, we have we have Obi Wan and Qui Gon doing something yeah. that's very monumentous. We have Padme doing her thing over here. We gotta we gotta get Anakin in somewhere. Yeah. Okay, um, I can see that. And they also wanted to parallel Luke destroying the Death Star with Anakin destroying the Trade Federation. Ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the that's the biggest the other biggest part of this movie is the Anakin meeting Anakin. Uh, we get to see kid Darth Vader calling women angels. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, Definitely interesting. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie, and he gets shit on a lot, but I love him, is Watto. Anakin's owner. I love yeah, Watto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watto's hilarious. <laughs> um, he, mm, he's a hut, right? Yeah? Or No, no, he's, no a, he's a Toydarian. Toydarian, Toydarian. The mind tricks don't work on him, only money. Yeah, only money. <laughs> <laughs> he's interesting. He, he, to me, he kind of strikes me as like a like a sleazy Russian, like um, yeah. in like Philadelphia. He's like, you know, come on, man. But he, he's interesting. Or maybe like an Italian, I guess would be more at it. But it it's weird. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's funny. Uh, obviously, I don't think slavery slavery is funny. Um, yeah, that's not yeah. funny. But I don't like him as much in the. The we didn't see him in any of the other movies. He comes back for a scene in episode two. Was it when he was like wearing the hat and stuff? Or he wearing a hat? I don't know that he was wearing a hat. Or was it when he was like poor because he gambled too much? Or was that was in? Poor. Or was that in Clone Wars? I think you're thinking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Or, Maybe. 
in episode two, basically Anakin comes to find his mom. Yeah. And he runs in a water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says he he sold her yeah, because he, says he, he couldn't afford it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you okay. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I right didn't thing. think he was wearing a hat or anything. I don't remember. Oh. Okay. Well, uh, obviously, I very vividly remember him wearing a he's hat. Wearing a hat, core, I guess. He might but, be a hat, but uh. Oh man. But yeah. Um. There's also there's um. I haven't actually read the comics. So I don't know if this is true. Okay. Or if it was a dream sequence or whatever. Mm. But I'm pretty sure there's a Darth Vader comic where he kills Watto. <laughs> or maybe it's not Watto. Maybe it's just a toy Darien and he was <laughs> thinking of Watto or something like that. Oh I have actually read it. But, uh, I mean, it makes sense as the guy that yeah, you do. enslaved him and then sold his mom. And... Yeah. And his mom probably wouldn't have died if she was still a slave. Yeah. So. Well, she wasn't a slave anymore. He sold her and then... Clee uh, Glars freezer, yes, and marries her, but still, yes. But I just meant like she would have been closer to the to the city, yeah. and like I don't know. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, Anakin, his his journey over the movie, yes. You know, meeting him as a as a kid, innocent. And, yeah, and we see him. You know, he's, I want to be a racer and whatever. And I want to be a Jedi and. This also introduces uh, a very controversial element to Star Wars, which is midichlorians. They're a part of it now, but... Or, or are they? They are. They are? They okay, are. okay, they are canon, alright. Yeah. Well, the, they've even brought it up in uh, The Mandalorian as of late, talking oh, about yeah, yeah, the yeah. M count. Yeah, the M count. So, um... It's a good way to explain it, but it's also very fucking stupid. Here's here's how I've always explained it to people who get mad. Like, the Force is, is supposed to be a mystical element. It's not just fucking things in your bloodstream. Like, midichlorians aren't the Force. Midichlorians are what give you the ability to harness the Force. The Force is still its own thing that binds everything yes. together. But if you have a midichlorian count, you can interact with the Force. It's just a... It's another element to explain why you're better with the force. It's like a spatula. You're not going to flip a burger with your hand because you'll get burned. But see, you can. But you're going to do it better with a spatula. You're going to lose your fucking hand is what you're going to do. Well, it's kind of like, you know, Han probably has some metachlorians in him. Probably a lot of beings have metachlorians. And Han is just naturally lucky because he has a few more, but he's not. he doesn't have so much that he uses the force. Right? I mean, maybe. But, but Anakin... He obviously, he's got the most. Yeah. It's off the charts. So he's, obviously he would be easy, it would be easier for him to harness a force. So it, it's just an easy scientific way of explaining maybe or identifying why someone would be better at the force than another person. Yeah, I, I can see that. So it, it makes sense to me in it, as far as hopefully it's not the metachlorians of the force. No, I don't think that was ever the right. intention. I think people kind of blew that up way out of proportions. I don't really mind the midichlorians thing. They needed a way to go like, well, he's the most powerful thing we've ever seen. Right. But you can't just see him race a pod and be like, oh my god, he's the most powerful being we've or, ever seen in or the Or what universe. is Qui-Gon going to do? Touch his forehead and go, okay, I mean, yes. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I can <laughs> sense the force in you. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, so they needed a way. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all, the midichlorians no. thing. No. Um, what is kind of weird is that Anakin builds C-3PO. Um, he doesn't have to. Like, C three PO. That kind of felt kind of just thrown in. Like we'd want a C three PO origin. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just kind of weird. Like R two is just an astromech. It's it's convenient. Yeah, that's my biggest problem. Is R two D two just like he's on an, a line of just random astromechs, and he's the one that doesn't die. Yeah. And I got droid special. Oh, okay. Is he? Like, all right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's I mean the Phantom Menace. Uh, 
it's got its highs, the pod race and the the uh, the lightsaber fight, obviously. But I think there's more into it if you if you watch it. Yeah. Um, very hated by fans <laughs> at the time. It's grown lately. Um, I think this one is very much the still like not the best. Yeah. Obviously. But it's the one I will go and rewatch the least. Yeah. Mm. For sure. I probably watched this before, like, Last Jedi. But, for me. Last Jedi's, well, I don't know, Last Jedi's got better graphics. So, it's like, it's like, yeah. better CGI. So, but, I was going to say, as far as the legacy for this movie, I would say it depends, generationally. Yeah. Because I feel like if you grew up with the original trilogy, you can't look at this movie and like it. But us who grew up with it, we can accept it as I Star Wars. I don't think we can necessarily say you can't. I Right. You, I I'm mean, sure there's plenty of people who do and, yeah. and like the movie now that it's been in 20, 21 years. 20, what, it came out in 99. 21. 21 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, right. I don't think, maybe there is people who can love it now. Yeah. But it's definitely, shouldn't be a hated movie. I think it was just... We're, not what they wanted. We went into a, a much different era of Star Wars yeah. with a lot of different themes and a lot of different elements, and people were like, this is not what I watched mm -hmm. as a kid growing up. Real quick, do you think this can happen with the uh, the Sorcerer? Or the Sorcerer, uh, sorry, the Acolyte, excuse me. The Acolyte? Yeah. Uh, Going into a whole other, something that's well, unfamiliar. I think the good thing about it is it's not the introduction to the High Republic. Um, okay. Because we have the, the, the few books have come out now. Yeah. Um, obviously, people more people are going to watch The Acolyte than read all the books. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think some people might like this new era. Some people might be kind of like... I think now, we've gone away from Star Wars has to feel like this. Star Wars can feel like a lot of different things. People realize there's True. many different eras of Star Wars. And the galaxy is constantly changing, just like ours is, you know? That's fair. You know, That's 30 fair. years ago... Would not feel like anything today. Yeah, no. So why should 30 we, years ago in Star Wars feel like anything? You that's, know? Fair. that's fair. So, and I think people understand that now, and they're they're fine with new eras. Okay. Um, I don't think that would be as big of a problem as today, as gotcha. it was back then. I got you. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully, they'll, it'll go over well with the Acolyte. Yeah. As long as the show's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the show sucks, it's going to If the show suck. sucks, that's one thing, you yeah. know. Um, I'm excited for it, but... Yeah. But that aside... Um, I don't really have much more to see. I, I can never really remember much of the Phantom Menace because all I remember is pod racing, or Naboo, pod racing, Jedi Council Naboo. So yeah. that's a, that's about it. You don't remember Boss Nuts? The Naboo. Naboo. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> you know, we said no like of the Naboo. <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't even look like a Gungan either. That's always thrown me off. Well. Don't say that. Anyways, um, you know, like you know, he's, he's very large, so maybe that's just how Gungans get when they're big. But he's the only one, so that is a little weird. Maybe it's like maybe he's royal, and that's like why yeah. he looks like that. Okay. Uh, so that moves us into episode two, which is Attack of the Clones. This is the beginning of the Clone Wars. It's fucking great. Um, now a lot of people have argued, a lot of people, that this is the worst of the prequel trilogy. Excuse me? Well, there was a lot of people for a time who would vehemently argue that they're like, no, Phantom Menace is not the worst. This one is. What happens in this movie? I think it's because of the love story, mainly, between Anakin and Padme. Man, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> when it's bad, it's bad. 
But this movie has got some good in it. But listen, uh, I can't even pretend to be objective here. This is the movie that introduced me to Star Wars. It's fair. Um, I saw... This movie also introduced me, I'm pretty sure. sure. We've talked about it many times, yeah. but I think I, I caught this movie... I was watching this movie on, like, FX, maybe? Maybe. When I was, like, super young. And I remember watching the scene with the... Uh, I saw it. It had to have been. It was definitely after it came out on on home video, because mm-hmm. my dad was watching it on VHS. And my dad's not really super into Star Wars. He's mm-hmm. like, he'll watch it. He watched it once. He's like, that was good. Never need to watch it again. Yeah. Um. But I so I, I know it was before Revenge of the Sith came out, so it was probably two thousand three ish. Okay. Maybe two thousand four. And uh, I walked in while he was watching it. He was halfway through. And I saw the fight. It was the fight between Obi Wan and Django. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'm fucking watching this." Yeah, it's fucking cool, <laughs> and man. And my dad restarted the movie, so uh, that was my introduction to Star Wars. Okay. And so it's, you know, for me, it's it's got a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand the problems with the love story. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, real quick, how crazy it is that like, growing up with Star Wars in my generation that. At every beat, I've had Star Wars. Because The Clone Wars came out in 2009, yeah? Or 2007, the first movie. Uh, the movie came out in 08. 08. I believe. My buddy had a birthday party. William. He had a birthday party themed around The Clone Wars. And we had Are you shirts. Serious? Yeah, it was awesome. That's awesome. Around the movie. And so, like, and we were big fans of Star Wars even then, so I'm, I'm really realizing, like, how impactful Star Wars has always been there for me. Yeah. So, how could I hate <laughs> the prequels? But, anyways. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest controversy in this movie is the love story, um, and the dialogue of, uh, some of the, uh, that stuff. It's coarse, and it gets everywhere. Listen, <laughs> he's really, you know, Hayden Christian has really accepted that, though. Yeah. And he's, tur- like, there's fans, like, he was at Celebration, uh, the last one, and, uh, he had a big photo op and everything, and fans were coming up to him, and bringing like jars of sand and stuff and he was he's having a good time with yeah it, you know? um, i think because it wasn't his acting it was no. the lines he was given people shit all over hayden christian too for episodes two and three i think he was the perfect choice to play anakin mm-hmm. um yeah you can judge what you want but at the end of the day he was directed to act a certain way he's mm-hmm. going to act that way that's the take that george chose yeah he did what george wanted now, there's plenty of meme potential in this movie. So you, there's the, oh, all these movies have meme potential. Right. This is the prequels of the meme the meme trilogy. Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably no movie memed more than Revenge of the Sith. I don't think. <laughs> probably not. God. <laughs> yeah, but this love story, it 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 can get sucks. rough at times. It can get rough at times. <laughs> like, they could have... If they blew, blew past it, I would have been happier about it. The thing is, I understand you want to give time to this because this is a big crucial point of the story. Is yes. That Anakin's going to end up falling because of his love for Padme, so yeah. you have to establish this love. Mm-hmm. Could have done a better job of doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not much to say. I can't say that it, it's great writing, but... Hey. It did give us one of the best themes in all of Star Wars. The Across the Stars theme is very good. Yeah. So. But, this movie... Is really good when it's good. It is. Obi-Wan? Oh my god. Uh, this is where Obi-Wan really comes into his own as a character. Jeez. I and, uh, you start to see a relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin kind mm-hmm. of a... Yeah. In this one, I see it more as a father-son relationship, whereas in 3, it's more yeah. of a brother relationship. Yeah, and this one's very mentor. 
Yeah. So, and you can totally tell Obi Wan knows Anakin's got this thing for Padme. He totally knows. Oh yeah, yeah. And he lets it happen. Yeah, he's kind of like like, hey, you. Sh- he's she's a senator. You should kind of mm-hmm. cool it, but he's really not like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just. He knows how it is. Yeah. He's and, been in love. Uh, to be fair, at this point, he's he's trying yeah. to bang a bang him a duchess. So, <laughs> um, they may have who knows. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so there's they very much got a, a relationship. You start to see the beginnings of it. And um, when you see more of the council, you get to see a lot more of these new, the Jedi that were introduced uh, do more stuff. Mace Windu uses his lightsaber for the first time, and it's purple. Because he uh, wanted to, it to be. Uh, Kit Fisto pushes down a droid. So, I mean, there's so much. And smiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was also the introduction of uh, some, more, some new droids. Because in the first one, we mm. only had the battle droids. Now yes. we have the super battle droids that, uh, that were around. Good naming. But... My favorite Well, one. we had the droidicas. We had the droidicas in one as well. Yeah. Um, my favorite are the Super Battle Droids, though. The shoot out of their wrists and stuff. I don't know why. They're just cool. You know, I always love the Lego sets that had the Super Battle Droids in them. Every time uh, I would play uh, Star Wars Battlefront, I'd, and I had to play as the, them, I would always play, pick the Super Battle Droids. I'm like, fuck these Battle Droids that fall apart like that. Yeah. And fuck the Droidica. Because, like, yeah, with the shields and whatever, but when they turn off, you're dead. Yeah. So I, I was always a Super Battle Droid. Um, I, I like the, the flying, because it replaces manned aircraft. I yeah. like the... What are they called? They're not Vipers, because that's the that's in the original. The little Viper droids. But, what are they? Oh. I don't, I don't know. I don't, you don't know what they're called. Like, I'm not good with the vehicles. Yeah. Um, even huh. though it's a droid. Um, Interesting. Someone will know. But there is some great moment. I mean, the chase at the beginning, because they're assigned to protect Padme. They have mm-hmm. this big chase through the city. It's really cool. You start to get this... Uh, Subplot about uh, a Mandalorian that's uh, a bounty hunter that's going around. Yes. It's Jango Fett, and we learn that, that he's been cloned, and there's this clone army out there, and then there's Boba Fett, and you know, it gets real crazy. And a lot of people, when they heard the uh, about the um, Clone Wars in in 1977, they're like, "Oh man, did the Jedi fight a bunch of clones? Oh, was yeah. there a war between Jedi and clones? No, the the clones worked for the Jedi, which is way cooler. And, uh, yeah." Huh. Uh, and, uh, but we got one of the best lines in this movie in that chase scene. You don't want to buy. You don't want to sell me death sticks. You That's go true. Home. That that that, 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 is that a great scene line. is so good. It's so good. God, and it's got fucking droid soccer ball playing in yeah. the background in that scene. I also <laughs> like, love too. They go in because these worms have been dispensed to you know yeah. poison Padme. They go in. They kill the worms. Obi Wan sees the, the the droid that dispensed the worms outside, and he just dives through the window and grabs it. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that is so fucking Jason Bourne right there. <laughs> that's, just instead of like any other thing you could possibly do, he just jumps after it. Like, not, why not use the force and pull it in? Yeah. Or God. you know, he just dives out. There's there's so much good about this. The beginning. This movie has so much charm. To it does. It. Like, I it's love very, it so much. I'm going to watch this movie later. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very appealing. Uh, we also learned there's many other sports in Star Wars besides pod yeah. racing because they go to that bar and you see, like, droid soccer on TV. Yeah, more pod racing. More pod racing, uh, so. That's something I'm more interested about is, like, what's the mainstream media like in Star Wars? Like, I want to know what what are people watching on TV? What sports are they watching? What are their daily sitcoms? You yeah, know? we need we need a sitcom. I want in universe stuff of Star we, Wars. We need a Star Wars sitcom that is like watching these different. Yeah, and they just every once in a while on the TV it like starts talking about the news or something, and it's some alien creature. Or yeah, <laughs> God, that would be so funny. Uh, this movie also uh, introduces a very pivotal character, which is a uh, Count Dooku, mm. who is played by the great Christopher Lee. 
Uh, Dooku is one of my favorite bad guys in all of Star Wars. Uh, I think he's very... Darth Tyrannus? Really? Yeah. Uh, the, the well, he's a that, Sith. Yeah. Th- that name, is it ever actually used in the movie? Um, Once? Yeah, it's 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 Darth Tyrannus isn't used, but Tyrannus, but Tyrannus is, is used. Okay. Okay. Um, they actually, I believe they find out that Dooku is Darth Tyrannus in the Clone Wars, in early, early season one. Oh, okay. Uh, someone calls him Darth Tyrannus, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's when they learn he's actually a Sith, okay. and he's not okay. just working with the Confederacy. Which, at this point, he's just a Jedi yeah. that f- has fallen from the Order and yeah. wants something else. But, uh, I mean, I love Dooku. He's a very intellectual villain. He's got the fucking coolest lightsaber. That curved hilt. I will never I know, stop you're so gushing about it. it. I love that curved hilt. Christopher he, Lee is an amazing actor. Yes. Um, he's very... He's a very good fleshed out. Because he's not, like, mysterious or anything. You know that he's probably the best... Um, saber wielder. Oh, he's the best uh, ever. He's the best fighter ever. Yeah, I mean, because he's 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 mastered every single yes. one, and he's the one who taught. Uh, he was quite Qui-Gon's Qui-Gon master. Everything yeah. he knew. And Yoda was his master. Right. So, this was the last person Yoda directly trained before training the younglings. Damn, man, Yoda doesn't have a good track record. <laughs> <laughs> he really doesn't. God. Potentially, I guess you could say every Jedi that fell is Yoda's fault because he trained the youngling. Yeah. Well, but to be fair, Yoda tried to not train Anakin. It's true. And if they would have just listened to him, it would have been fine. <laughs> but, or not. Who knows? Maybe the Emperor still would have taken over. Yeah. There are uh, there are certain things in canon, too, where, uh, I don't know, if the, I can't remember if this is in canon or in Legends, mm. uh, but there is a thing where uh, Yoda tries to turn back Dooku, and he comes very close. But he just doesn't. Yeah, doesn't come past. There's a vision that he has in a uh, Clone Wars, of what would happen if Dooku never turned, and he sees Dooku in the courtyard of the Jedi Council talking with uh, Obi Wan and Anakin, and so uh, that'd be interesting. It's very interesting. To see. There's a lot of what ifs there. Like, yeah, you know. Dooku's one of my favorite characters in Star mm-hmm. Wars. I think he's one of the most underrated characters, and uh, he doesn't come into this movie until really late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he commands the movie when he gets in there because he's pretty much the big bad of this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, Palpatine's kind of... He has every now and then he'll come out and he'll be like, eh, do this uh, and pop out. Um, God. Yes. You know. But uh, he's the one that we're following. Yeah. And he has that great scene with Obi-Wan where he's like, you know, the, the, the Sith have taken over the Republic. His name's Darth Sidious. And Obi-Wan's like, nah. God, yeah. He's like, come on, man. Like, do you think at this point Dooku was already? He's definitely already turned, but I think he's trying. He's a Sith at this point. He wants power. He's trying to overthrow Palpatine. You know? Oh, okay. So he's well, like, would make sense. if I can get y- Obi Wan with me, then Palpatine. Yeah, toast. if you can, if you can help me kill Palpatine, maybe I can take control of Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. Which I also have always found it fascinating that Dooku was Palpatine's apprentice because Dooku is much older than Palpatine. Uh, in canon. Yes. And in the old Plagueis novel, which is technically no longer canon, uh, Plagueis was kind of disgruntled about Palpatine's progression and was worried that he had chosen the wrong apprentice. Mm. And uh, Palpatine noticed that, and Palpatine was worried that uh, that Count Dooku would replace him as Plagueis' apprentice. Oh, fuck. And so That's... when uh, Palpatine killed Plagueis, he was like, well, he had Maul, but then after Maul yeah. died, he was like, I'm going to grab this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna grab the guy who's gonna replace me. But at that point, Dooku was so old, he's like, I'm gonna get a, get Anakin. Yeah, you know, Dooku is a means to an end for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he he tells he tells Obi Wan everything. 
basically he's, he writes it out for him. Yeah. And Obi-Wan still doesn't believe him. And and it is said there's kind of like a, a fondness between uh, from Dooku to Obi-Wan because yeah. Dooku trained Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's kind of like a grandfatherly kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we finally see him fight at the end of the movie and he just whips... He whips ass. Yeah, he fucking destroys. He destroys Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, and then uh, he does... I guess you could say he loses to Yoda. It's kind of... He runs off. So, I mean, he probably knew he was going to lose. Yeah, because I think Yoda just has a, more control over the Force. Yeah. And he's a little jumpy motherfucker. Yeah. So he's hard to, he's hard to That's another thing. We got to talk about Yoda fighting. Just the coolest fucking thing. People, yeah. A lot of people are like, we don't need to see... Yoda fight. It, it, he's supposed to be more mythical, and I'm like, I understand that, but fuck it if it's not cool. Yeah, it doesn't hurt Yoda's image to me at all because he he might not be as skilled in the ways of the lightsaber, but the way he uses a lightsaber yeah. is incredible. He's it's, got the most unique fighting style. Yeah, because he has to. Yeah, he can't fight like anyone else. He's tiny. Yeah, what is he gonna do? So he just jumps around he's like a little, little, little. He uses the force in his fighting yeah. style. I'm assuming. And you see how powerful Yoda is, because, I mean, the first thing that happens, Duke is like, I'm just going to electrocute you. And he just absorbs that. Yeah. He doesn't, the force. He doesn't like, use his lightsaber to block it. That. But, uh, so that's that's a great thing to see. Uh, the Django Fett stuff is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Django and Obi-Wan fight is really good. It's really cool to see someone who's not a Jedi holding their own fighting a Jedi. Yeah. Because Django kind of wins that fight. Because his whole objective is to get off Kamino, and he incapacitates Obi-Wan long enough to get off Kamino. Mm-hmm. So, and this is the only other scene we see uh, force force speed, potentially. So, <laughs> <laughs> I always gotta bring it up, man. I always gotta bring yeah. it up. God damn it. Fucking... But, uh, anyway. Jesus. Uh, you know, Django is a big part of this movie because he was who was cloned this is the basis they're using the clone army for mm-hmm. which is really fucked up when you think about the republic's like hey we're gonna kill you and then we're gonna use people who look just like you to fight our war <laughs> never thought about that wow also huh. we're gonna make your son an orphan and then uh, uh we're gonna make him an enemy of uh of the state basically jesus christ what the fuck? Uh, but anyway, he's got a big part to play in it. He uh, and he's in the he, he doesn't do a lot in the climax. He's kind of standing up there with Dooku, which I thought was a waste. I would like to see him on the battlefield, maybe kill a couple of Jedi. Yeah, maybe rather than just get his head cut off. Yeah, but he does something now and he starts to fight a little bit, mm-hmm. and then he gets his head cut off because Mace Mace Windu is just powerful, I guess. And uh, also, I never a lot of people kind of like complain about how shitty. His death was like, oh man, he just stood there and got his head cut off, you know. Mm. But if uh, if you noticed that, I never noticed it until I watched a TikTok. If oh. you noticed, uh, right as Mace is coming up to cut his head off, his jetpack, there's a flare of fire that shoots out the sides. He was trying to fly away and it malfunctioned. No. Yeah. Wait, what? He was trying to he was trying to fly away and it malfunctioned. So he was trying to get away. His jetpack just failed him. As it does so many fets. <laughs> Fuck, man! That's crazy! No way! So, if it wasn't for that damn jetpack, Django would probably still be alive. It'd still be around. Oh, I'll I need, to, now I'll, I need to watch I'll, it again! I'll, I'll show you the scene after we okay, uh, okay. record. Okay, okay. Fuck! See if you catch it. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, apparently, there, I don't know if it was planned for... It was Yeah, it was planned for episode three. It was to bring Boba back a couple years older and have him kill Mace Windu. That was oh, the original plan. Been way cool. But they were like, we can't let a kid kill a Jedi Master. And I would have been like, I would have loved that. 
Yeah, that, that would immediately just establishes show... this is Boba Fett's fucking serious. Yeah, Boba Fett's a fucking badass, like and he already is. They kind of took that idea and implemented it in the Clone Wars as a big arc where Boba tries to assassinate Mace Windu, mm. and he comes very close. If it isn't for one pesky fucking clone, he would have done it. I don't know if I've seen that arc. Uh, I don't think you have. Okay. Basically, he sets a tripwire, mm-hmm. and Mace Windu doesn't sense it at all, and he's about to walk through it, and then a clone walks by him and walks through it. Fuck. Goddamn clones, man. Um, Saving the day. But yeah, no. I'm dying. He's, uh, so, I mean, but we get introduced to Boba Fett here. That's another mm-hmm. controversial point for fans. Boba Fett's just a clone. He's not as a, it doesn't fucking matter. He's a kid. He, he's, yes, he's a clone, but he's a son. <laughs> yeah, he's, and, and I mean. No, is he not, is he real Mandalorian? Technically not, but Django wasn't really J- either. Well, Django has been recanonized as a Mandalorian. Yes. He was he a foundling. And. I guess you could. Oh, so he's one of the he's one of the cultists. I don't think Foundlings is specific to the cultists. No, because he took his he took his because he's taken no, his helmet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was a Foundling and he fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars, as we know. And I mm-hmm. think if you're if someone is a Mandalorian and they have a kid, I think it's fair to say they're kind of Mandalorian. Yeah. So okay. Um, I, I think it's fair I, to I say it's definitely fair to say Django is Mandalorian. Yes. Boba maybe. Boba, I think Boba really doesn't label himself as anything. Right. He's going to wear the armor because it was his father's. It's his father's. But he doesn't... He's not going to follow the Mandalorian creed. Yeah, he's going to do his own thing and do what he wants. He's a bounty hunter. He doesn't give a shit. Um, But yeah, and then we get that big stadium fight at the end. It starts out as kind of like a gladiatorial kind of thing. And they're fighting these big giant uh, beasts. Uh, The Nexu, the Reek, and the Ackley. Now I'm laughing. It's like, when Obi-Wan, he's like... uh, what are you doing here? And he's like, we came to save you, master. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See, this movie's so good. It's, it's so that, good. The humor in it is, is so Star Wars. It is. It's, it's One funny. of my favorite lines. It's so stupid. One of my favorite lines is like, Anakin's like, what are we going to do about Padme? And uh, Obi-Wan goes, she seems on top of things. And they look over and she's on top of the thing. Yeah. She climbed up it. God. Um, yeah, and we get a great battle and thing. And then, uh, you know, they get free and they start sending in droids and like well fuck this and we all these jedi show up and we get like thousands of jedi in an arena fighting it's pretty cool kid fisto best jedi yeah he pushes over a droid oh you know it's pretty cool well he pushes over uh c-3po battle droid (laughs) because c-3po gets his head swapped with the battle droid oh those droids um if if i knew it was that easy this whole time just fucking hits um that's the little comedy for the kids. Is, oh, yeah. look at the shenanigans C-3PO is getting into. Mm. Uh, C-3PO is kind of like a uh, a grayish, silverish color in this movie, too. He hasn't gotten his, his gold yeah. plating yet. Because he was working for the Lars. Mm-hmm. How many times has he been owned by the fucking Lars? This is the second. That's my biggest problem. <laughs> this fucking droid is working for Kleeg Lars and his son, Owen. 40 years later, Owen buys the same fucking droid. Well, 20 years later. Owen buys the same fucking droid. But now he's gold. But he doesn't recognize him because he's gold. And C-3PO doesn't recognize him because he doesn't have his memory. Jesus Christ. But an, an update on uh, C-3PO's oh. memory, apparently. Uh, so sat there. Uh, it's canon now that after the Rise of Skywalker, because mm-hmm. R2 restores his, his memory, he didn't just restore his memory from the original trilogy, he's got his memory all the way back now. So now 3PO Holy remembers shit. Anakin, he remembers... Uh, Padme. Oh, so now cool. he's probably like, hmm, that large guy owned me twice. <laughs> but yeah, he does remember everything now. So if we see him again past Rise of Skywalker, he should have that knowledge. Oh, shit. Huh. 
I don't know if we will, but... I don't know if we will either. I don't know when a droid story takes place, to be fair. True. So, true. um... Very true. Who knows? I'm sure if they ever do an episode 10, they will. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. They have to. You yeah. can't have a saga movie without R2-D2 and C-3PO. You can't. It's fair. You can't. You gotta have them in there. Um, you, just, you think there's gonna be episode 10? You think they're gonna have another... I think it'll be a long time, but you, I think we you will. You think it's still gonna be a Skywalker story? No, I think okay. we're done with Skywalkers. Okay. But I do think we will at some point have an episode 10. Okay. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so episode two, I I love episode two. It's one of my favorites. It. Me too. It's <laughs> Me too. it's so fucking good. Like yes, the love stuff. It's hard to watch, uh, sit through. But man, it's all made up by the diner scene with Obi Wan. Talk- oh man, it's so good. Like there's so many great scenes in this movie. Yeah. It it. Definitely isn't my favorite of the prequels because of the love thing, but it's definitely like if I'm rewatching it, I'll just not, I'll just not pay attention during the love parts, or I'm just like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and it's not like they last forever. the The awkward parts are only a couple scenes, so kind of last. Yeah. When you're sitting in it's a cocktails, it is a big part of the movie, but it, it's not is. What I'm trying to say is at least it doesn't focus on it the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's not like half the movie is the love scene and half the movie is the other part. Yeah. It intersperses it so you have a break from the disgusting Yeah, you get some parts. breaks. It's not like fucking Last Jedi where one third of the movie is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this plot line. Um, that takes us into episode three, which is Certainly. universally praised as the best of the prequels. Even by people who don't really necessarily like the prequels. It's the best like Star Wars movie. It's up there. I'm gonna say it is, it is my favorite Star Wars movie. That's fine. It's to watch. Probably my four. It's my favorite to watch, but I would still say Return of the Jedi is better. Um, I mean, they just knocked it out of the park with this movie. Oh, yeah. This is the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Um, I don't think I ever saw any of them. I was about, I was probably six when it came out in theaters. Um, Because I remember after I discovered episode two, I went back and I watched episode one in the original trilogy. And then I I begged my dad to take me to see episode three, and we Mm -hmm. did. I specifically remember going to, I can't remember if it was a Harps or a Walmart, but I went to a supermarket mm-hmm. style store and they had this big display like hanging from the ceiling. So it was probably a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a poster that said Revenge of the Sith and it had on one side it had Anakin and on one side it had Darth Vader. And I was oh, like, fuck. Oh, I was so excited. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, there, and this was obviously a big deal. It's the last, at that point it's the last Star Wars movie. We're never going to get another mm-hmm. Star Wars movie again. And uh, what a good one it fucking was. It was very good. The writing in this is incredible. They get you right from the bat with this big giant battle over Coruscant. Because at first you just see the, the, the Jedi Starfighters flying. You're like, oh, they're flying. And then they go under the Republic cruiser. And there's just a full out war going yeah, on. I was literally thinking about this when I watched. Re- I rewatched Return of the... Uh, or, uh, fuck, there's so many movies. I was rewatching uh, Revenge of the Sith again. And I, I was like, right when those came on the screen, I was like... Man, how fucking cool is this movie? Imagine seeing this in theaters, sitting there and being like, oh, it's just another another ship there in the ship. And then you're like, whoa, fuck! It's the, I think that's their, it's the equivalent to A New Hope. The first time you see Star Wars, you see this little tiny ship just flying. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see this big fucking ship above you, you're like, oh my god! Yeah. That's their, like, oh shit moment. So, um, you get right into it with the Battle of Coruscant. We're introduced to General Grievous in this movie, um, who is one of your favorites. General Grievous, man. Had his Lego. Loved it. Then I traded it away. There's, there's a funny meme out there because, you know, it's 
Dooku or um, Grievous is like, I was trained in your Jedi arts by Count Dooku, and then it cuts to Dooku going, see what you do <laughs> yeah. is just take your sabers and fucking spin them like this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, we got him. He's a big figure in this movie. Yeah. And uh, there's a great fight on his cruiser. Um, I wish he was less of a bitch boy in Clone Wars, but... Like, the original Clone Wars cartoon did yeah. it really well. And then... And he wasn't a bitch boy. He was... He he had some important parts, and he was a... He, he just seemed like he ran away a lot. He did. <laughs> Which kind of sucks. I also but. love that because he... We have this moment where Anakin sees him for the first time and says, you're shorter than I expected, that they never meet in Clone Wars because yeah. they have to keep him apart. Yeah, it's perfect. But also, it ties so good into um, Clone Wars because... The reason he probably thinks Grievous is shorter is because Ahsoka probably, who has fought him, probably went back to Anakin and was like, man, this Grievous dude is huge. Yeah. Because she's smaller. Yeah. And so Anakin meets Grievous. He's like, oh, you're fucking... Yeah, you're, you're not as tall as I thought. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, you got that and, you know, crashing the ship onto Coruscant. Probably killed a lot that's, of people. That's the first, like, 40 minutes of the movie. 30, 40 minutes. Really? Is the, uh, yeah. Oh, and man. then, um, apparently... There's a cut of uh, Revenge of the Sith, and mm -hmm. I want them to release this fucking cut. That is four and a half hours long, and the first hour, just the first hour, is the battle over Coruscant. What the fuck, man? I need <laughs> that, I need I that four hour movie, man. <laughs> That's what I want. Shit. Um, but yeah, and then we start getting into the things. We find out Padme's pregnant, mm -hmm. and uh, Anakin's like, oh shit, boys. But uh, that's actually one of the more well-acted scenes when he finds out yeah. in the movie, in the, in the series. Because mm -hmm. he's he's happy, but he's afraid, and there's a lot of, you know, worry about what's going to happen. A lot of emotions there. Yeah. Which is, and, and they did that part a lot better than the previous one. And it, it, it's at this point that Obi-Wan and Anakin's relationship, you can definitely see. The line from episode four makes sense now where he said he was a good friend. Because you can see their relationship. Yeah, and having now the Clone Wars you see how much oh, they've yeah. really grown together and how good of friends they've yeah. become and uh, it makes the, the ending so much more emotional <laughs> yeah meaningful oh my god it's funny you look at the first time he, that he's introduced to Anakin in any capacity as like another fucking useless life form yeah. and then by the end of the trilogy he's like crying over him you are my brother you're supposed to see. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, now I want to watch both these movies. Fuck, yeah. man. I just want to watch the, the prequels again. Uh, there's a lot of Palpatine in this movie, too. So yes. much Palpatine yes. manipulation. He's so good. Have you ever heard of the story? Of? Dark Place. Wise. <laughs> that's one of the, That's probably the best scene in the movie, honestly. <laughs> it it is, really is. It's the been opera house scene. to all hell, but it is a really good one. Yeah, it gives Star Wars its own lore. Mm. You're like, oh, what's this that happened? And... You know, to be fair, in canon, we don't know much about Plagueis right now. Um, the fact could be that we don't know how much of that is true and how much isn't. And hopefully. It seems like some of it was true because he did cheat death. Palpatine did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, is it, you're thinking the Acolyte's going to be. I'm thinking hopefully that, have uh, the I think, Plagueis in it. I think just the timeline you're saying, if they're saying that the High Republic ends about 50 years before. And maybe the acolyte is maybe not Sidious. There. I'm thinking maybe. it has something to do with Plagueis. It might not yes. be Sidious, but it, Yet. I, I think maybe it has Tenebris training Plagueis. Mm -hmm. And we know Tenebris is canon now thanks to um, Rise of Skywalker. He was one of the legions. 
He was oh, named yeah, after him. Cool. Okay. So just like Revan, he's technically canon now. <laughs> they they had a technically technically canon. I just want to see Tenebris because I want to know how it's going to work because he's a Bith, which is the uh, the Jizzwailers in the Cantina. He's that race. <laughs> That's what Tenebris is. There's a Bith Sith. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? A Bith Sith named Tenebris. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you what this dude looks like. Oh my Wait, god! Let that's, me show you that dude. That's not even like. That's so funny. The thing is, too, they make him fuck a fucking badass. What? He's a badass, dude. Here, let me show you. He he seems like he would be such a joke character. Oh, There's dude. no way George Lucas was like. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? First of all, he's so powerful. He has red lightning. What um, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How did he die? This is uh, Darth Tenebris. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. <He's, laughs> look at that. Yeah, he's pretty, actually pretty badass, man. <laughs> I wonder if his uh, lightsaber is a flute, too. <laughs> <laughs> you play a little jizz while he kills you. <laughs> yeah, play a little jizz while he kills you. Oh my uh, so god. Yeah, if you don't know who Darth Tenebris is, just go Google Darth Tenebris. Um, yeah, I think he might be in, uh, be in the Acolyte. Maybe Plagueis is the Acolyte, too. Tempest. Okay, okay. Well, that'd be um, cool. That'd be cool. Anyways, let's get back to the movie. Back to yeah, the yeah, prequels. Yeah, yeah, Um, but yeah, Palpatine has a big role to play in this. You mm -hmm. see him from the whole start manipulating. He's like, I'm gonna put Anakin on the council. Full well knowing they're not gonna let him be a master. And it's just gonna play more into this thing. Yeah. He's using the force to implant these, these dreams into Padme's, or dreams about Padme and Anakin's yes. head. He's then, you know, uh, he's like, hey, you know, this is guy Darth Plagueis. He may have found out a way to save people from dying. What was that all about? <laughs> Crazy! And Anakin's like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, where could I learn that? And he's like, well, not from a Jedi. Found <laughs> a story with the Jedi, would tell you. And then potentially he kills Padme, which I, for me, is in my head canon, uh, that he. There's no way he didn't. Like, <laughs> oh my God, she gave up on life. Yep, that's how I would do it. Hold on, let me try. Didn't work. <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, he's just manipulated this whole situation to yeah. his gain. The only thing that didn't go according to plan was Anakin getting burned up. Mm -hmm. um, even then, though, it probably works out great for him because now he can know, oh, he's never going to turn against me. Because <laughs> he's all fucked. Which still, at some point, he's kind of like, well, I kind of want the future of the Sith to survive. Yeah. So, at the same point, maybe it's not the best thing. He doesn't uh, which is why he tries to turn to Luke later. Because uh, he wants a new, more younger, <laughs> powerful apprentice. Jesus. And he just, he's just looking for... He, he, trying to get all of the yeah. apprentices he's had hmm. not the best luck with the apprentices man no. um but yeah he's his manipulations all over this movie he has that great fight with uh samuel jackson i mean mace windu uh, <laughs> I mean, nick fury um jules samuel jackson in a lot of movies you he ever noticed that he's he in a lot of yeah. movies yes you should have just said kill him motherfucker you know if you could put a motherfucker in Star Wars anywhere, where would you put it? Dude, it's I obviously going to be Mace Windu. I would need like an hour to think about that because there's so many great parts of Star Wars where you could put a motherfucker in. But uh, Mine would be, he's too motherfucking dangerous to be kept alive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, or maybe just him screaming motherfucker as he gets yeah, a motherfucker! I'm tired of this motherfucking lightning on this motherfucking saber, man. Um, my biggest oh, problem with the movie is I think they don't give a reason why he's named Darth Vader. Like, he's just like, you'll be known as Darth Vader. Why? Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, a lot of the names have 
substantial meaning. Darth Sidious, because he's a fucking psychopath. Darth Plagueis, because a plague oh, he's is... he's a plague. Yeah. Uh, Darth Tyrannus, he's tyrannical. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Which, we, we know the meaning of Vader. Yeah, in in English terms, it's Dark Father. Yeah. English, well, it's German. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the translation of his Earth. Name. Yeah. The translation of Vader yeah, is Father. It's yes. Father. Um, so, I understand that, but what does it mean in universe? You know? In the German translation, is his name Darth Father? I'm they probably up. kept it Vader just to... And then, but then they just obviously knew. There was no twist there. Anyways. Well, maybe but, it was someone else's yeah, In universe, I'd like to know why. Because they didn't, yeah. they didn't know he was... Which, he invades the the, um, oh. the 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 Jedi Temple after this, but he hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Well, because his name was already Darth Vader, so it's like you know. No, oh, in the original trilogy, yeah, he can't give him. Uh, a new, he can't give him a new name. You will be Darth Phil. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god. But yeah, the, that's a great scene. That also kind of mirrors. Uh, uh, Luke has the choice to, you know, turn or, mm-hmm. or not, and he decide after he cuts off his father's hand, he decides not to turn. Anakin has the choice to turn or not, and he does cut off a dude's hand and does turn. Yeah. So it kind of mirrors that choice. Um. Like father, like son. It was Luke at his weakest moment, and Anakin at his weakest moment, and Luke had the strength to to stay while Anakin didn't. Because he didn't have the shitty fucking Jedi Council telling him he wasn't yeah. worth anything. I'm saying, they just were a little bit better, everything would have changed. But, it is what it is. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, there's just so much in this movie. Um, Order 66 has obviously expanded into so many other things in Star Wars. Yes. We've seen it in the Clone Wars now. We've seen it in Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, that music haunts, haunts you when you hear it. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, th- they do a great job with that in Fallen Order. There's a flashback and you hear that music start to play and you're like, oh, fuck. Jesus. You know. They and, killed uh, a, lot of, a lot of Jedi. Most of them, yeah. in fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Every couple of years we find out another one or two survive. <laughs> yeah. Obviously they wouldn't have killed them all. I mean, no. they're just clones. O- obviously but... some some are going to slip through the cracks, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it is really cool. The, I think Order 66 was a good... Re- a good explanation why there's yeah. not a lot and of Jedi left. to be fair, when this first came out, before Clone Wars, uh, the clones were just secretly evil. That was the explanation. But now with the Clone Wars, we know they had chips implanted that made mm. them... They were just uh, secretly evil. They were secretly evil. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, but now we actually know that they had the chips implanted, and mm. we know there's a few clones who didn't follow Order 66. Yeah. Um, Which we're going to see. Well, right? we have seen some of them. Well, Yeah. But I haven't seen those episodes yet. Okay. Have me watched them. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, there's that. This is a big part of Star Wars now. Is the Order mm-hmm. sixty six, and uh, obviously you have the climax, which is the fight on Mustafar, which even before the prequels are even conceived, there w- were whisperings in the Star Wars community like, well, how did Vader get this way? And like, oh, there's a fight on a volcano with Obi Wan. Hmm. That was a big thing that was spread around like schools and stuff. Kids really? would always like talk about like, well, how did how did that happen? And they're like, well, was, was there books fight? written about? It? Yeah, there was probably like source books and stuff that talked okay. about it. And he was like, there was a fight on a volcano and and pretty bad. And it converted alive, and you know, so huh. Huh. interesting. I didn't know. It's uh, it was always talked about. I know Kevin Smith talked about he'd heard that a lot as a kid, 
And then when he watched Revenge of the Sith, he cried because he got to see them fight on a volcano. Um, it's it's so weird to think that these things weren't concrete. These things weren't yeah. true to canon. But well, it's kind of like when we were kids, um, and the internet wasn't as accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around, but it was yeah. not everywhere. Um, you would hear whisperings like, "No, man, Boba Fett's alive." Oh, Boba Darth alive. Vader or uh, Darth Maul's alive. Darth Maul's alive. Boba Fett's alive. Oh, I see what you're saying. All yeah. that stuff. That, that's what it was like back then. Okay. But they didn't have any internet at all back then. Yeah. N- then we had a little bit, and you could actually find. Oh, yo, there's a book here that shows yeah. that Boba Fett survived, and there's a story here. And that's cool. Huh. So you know, we'd hear that a lot as kids. I'd hear. I heard a lot as a kid about a red Yoda, and I've never seen a red Yoda in anything. But I heard about him all the fucking time. <laughs> Some fucking acolyte's gonna have a red Yoda. <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I heard on a playground. Well, really? We're, we're playing Star Wars, and I'm like, I'm gonna be this guy, I'm gonna be that guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Red Yoda. Who the fuck's Red Yoda? It's when Yoda turns to the dark side. I didn't see that movie. <laughs> I didn't read that book. Can you, can you show me that one? Because I haven't seen that one. But I heard it a million times. Seeing Red Yoda. God, I. I'm trying to remember Red Yoda if I ever heard it. God, I gotta think about that. But yeah, so. Huh. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> so much. But ultimately, you know, uh, a lot of people hated the prequels when they first came out. Yeah. Um, they were shit on. There was a whole documentary called The People vs. George Lucas, which I hate. Because it's basically a bunch of people sitting around going, George Lucas ruined Star Wars. Mm. And it's like, well, he also created Star Wars. So yeah. there wouldn't be anything to ruin if it wasn't for him. And really, there's still Star Wars. Which, to be fair, I think a lot of those people didn't really know what the documentary was about when they were roped in. Mm. Uh, I know Mark Hamill actually was almost a part of it. Oh. And because they were kind of They were not, just trying to interview people. Yeah, on... they weren't being completely honest about what it was for. Gotcha. So uh, Mark Hamill almost got roped into it, but he could tell by some of the questions that they weren't... Uh, the way they, they, they were kind of They were kind of yeah. shitting on George, and he was like, well, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just... You know, I understand people who grew up with the originals and stuff, but... The prequels have now started started to find their place yeah. uh, in the universe. You know, for the longest time, they were the black sheep of Star Wars. When Disney first bought them, they wouldn't touch the prequels for a while. Yeah, we they, wouldn't mention they... the prequels. We wouldn't talk about the prequels. We were getting no new prequel content. And I'm sure Battlefront came out and there was no prequel era. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure once they started to see the memes and uh, yeah. the that people did like the prequels. Now that it's been enough time, it's that... been it's been so long. The the generation that's consuming the most Star Wars now is the generation that grew up with the prequels. Yeah, because you know, sure, the older fans are gonna go see the, the yeah. new sequels, but not really. Yeah, no, the people they that already are gonna... hated the prequels. So. Yeah, the people that are gonna do spend the most time watching this shit are you know the people who love the prequels and grew yeah. up with the prequels, and uh, you know that's what I was. I was. You know, born 98. I grew up with the prequels. They were my introduction to Star Wars. I'm a prequel baby. So, I mean, I think the legacy of the prequels is, for me, it's expanding the fan base. Yeah. Because there's a whole generation of people who that is their Star Wars. Yeah. It's my... St- I, as much it's... as I love the original trilogy, and I would say all of the original trilogy, I like more than the prequels. It's fair. But mm-hmm. the prequels are still my Star Wars because that's what I grew up with first. Yeah. Prequels are my Star Wars. And I gotta say, you know, I don't really like the sequels. I don't hate them. I don't really like them. Yeah. But this new generation, it's gonna be there. It's Star gonna Wars. be there in twenty years. That's that's gonna be the predominantly. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be know. the people watching it. Yeah. So, so that's I cool. Mean, each. I'm glad that so far each generation has had its Star Wars. Yeah. 
And there's going to be more. I mean, and there's interim periods. You know, people who grew up with, started with Clone Wars or started with Rebels or, sure. hey, I started with the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm sorry, but I hope <laughs> you still like this stuff. Yeah. Um, He's like, no, I actually, I thought the Holiday Special was a lot better. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Well, it was awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, th- I think that's the legacy is that it, it's, uh, it's introduced a whole new generation of Star Wars that got more people invested in Star Wars. And it's very important to Star Wars now, because obviously, I mean, they announced Hayden Christian coming back in the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, they announced the Obi-Wan show with Ewan McGregor, and people were like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, everyone, fuck yeah. Everyone, everyone loved Ewan McGregor, and people that hated the prequels. Yeah, it was universally the best part of the prequels. And then they announced, oh, Hayden Christian's gonna come back, and people lost their fucking mind. It's fucking good. And, it's awesome. Uh, I remember he, when he started getting back into the like, Star Wars family, he showed up to Celebration, yeah. and he came out on the 40-year anniversary panel, and people freaked out. Oh. And apparently he had booked a signing for the that celebration, mm-hmm. and it sold out in twenty minutes. So they had to book two or three more signings. Oh my lord! So obviously people do love people love them. You know, well our generation at least. Yeah, and uh, I mean obviously you see on TikTok all the Star Wars girls. Oh, they're so all many. they're all all about Hayden Christensen. All yeah, uh, I mean Anakin and Obi one of their favorite. And then all the Star Wars boys are all about you and McGregor. <laughs> yeah, I mean of course, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's the best part. I mean, yeah, well, Natalie Portman, but... You know, Natalie like, Portman, whatever. You but, yeah. God. But, yeah, no, I mean, prequels have, are, are so beloved now. Yeah. Um, it's just another another group of Star Wars movies that have yeah. become beloved. 20 years from now, people will probably look back on the sequels and be in love with them, and that's fine. Yeah, because the new ones will come out, and... They'll, they'll have like, those to shit on. Yeah, they'll be like, man, you know, the prequel or the sequels weren't that bad, huh? <laughs> That, uh, that Rose character wasn't as bad as we thought. When they come out with the Jar Jar trilogy, they'll be like, you know what? <laughs> we changed our minds. God. That being said, if they if Lucasfilm wants someone to direct the Jar Jar trilogy, I'm available. Oh, my Lord. Um, You'd be yeah. the most hated director at that point. I don't care. To say <laughs> I work Star on Wars. Star Wars, I don't give a shit. That's true. Oh. You could give me Salacious B. Crumb Star Wars story, and I would fucking do it. I mean... Let's do it. <laughs> give me Womp Rat a story. Give me Gonk a Star Wars story. Now, yeah, there, there we go, there we go. That's what I thought a droid story was going to be at first. That's what I was going to be about a gong, a, a gong droid. Could still be. We don't know. Could be. Well, I think we're going on a yeah, anyway, tangent here at the end. Um, uh, that's what we think the legacy of uh, the prequels is. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good. It's uh, it's for this generation um, that is now consuming the most Star Wars. I mm-hmm. agree with that. It makes a lot of sense. All right. So, Jake, what are we doing next week? <sighs> Same old song and dance, huh? I don't know. What are we doing next week? Maybe I'll remember. Next week... We're doing another top ten. Oh, okay, another top ten. We're some taking, some taking of our easy route again. Yeah, okay. we're doing well because I did, I have a big plan coming up, but we oh. can't do it next week, so uh, That's fair. Uh, we're gonna we need an interim. Gotcha. So next week we're doing a top ten. Like mm-hmm. I said, we're doing the top ten droids in all of Star Wars. Now this can be specific droids, or it can be generalized droids. Okay. So you could do a specific droid like HK forty seven. But you could also just have, well, I like the battle droids. You know how difficult this is going to be? It's going to be very difficult. There's a lot of droids in Star Wars. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. So that's next week. Top ten droids in Star Wars. Next week we will have the droids you're looking for. But I'm Tish. <laughs> Alright, I hated that. <laughs> okay. Um... Alright, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.